Hey friends, I want to talk to you today just for a short while about my own experience growing up with ADHD and just having a brain with ADHD and what it's been like because I think I've definitely alluded to it a lot and I am having, you know, one of my clients do an entire episode on ADHD, but I don't think I've ever talked about it directly and personally. And so I just wanted to share a little bit about that so that I think it'd be helpful to other coaches who have a similar brain to mine and to let you know that, yeah, this is very personal to me. And it's very important to me that we all feel like our brains are okay (laughs) and that we belong and that we have so much to contribute. So I was diagnosed with ADHD very, very early in my life because let's just say my symptoms, the way I presented were pretty hard to miss. (laughs) From all the stories from my early childhood, you know, I've been told that, been told by like every single grown up that ever saw me that I was just basically out of control, like bouncing off the walls, just like the craziest child in any room, the craziest child in the entire neighborhood. And You know, I was also very bright and I was very like a smiley and like a happy kid. (laughs) So sometimes it was with criticism and judgment, but a lot of the times the grownups were, you know, charmed by my explosive energy and bouncing off the wallness. (laughs) And so I don't remember experiencing the very early part of my childhood as you know, negative or people are judging me for the way that I am. However, as I went to school and, you know, entered, I don't know, like started to get into my tweens and teens, that's when I really started to feel that I was different. Now, I was always good at school, right? It was never that hard for me to get good grades in school. I was considered gifted from an early age. And with all of that, you know, being obvious, you know, I, there was just a lot of talk about how I wasn't (laughs) living up to my potential. If, if I were to just show up consistently, if I were to just apply myself, if I were to just do my homework, like the other kids, if I could just focus, you know, consistently like other kids, I, you know, could do so much. I could, you know, achieve so much. It would be so great. Like, so many grown-ups around it, around me reinforced this message over and over again of unfulfilled potential because of the way that I was. And they were all like upset about it. They were all disappointed in me, or that's how I experienced it, at least when I was young, that I had such gifts and that I wasn't making good use of them. And I internalized this for the entire early part of my life, actually just even up until just, I don't know, maybe like five years ago as a character defect. And these messages continued on when I went to college, as they continued on as I, when I, you know, entered the working world and got jobs is that I was very smart. I was very good at whatever I did, but then I, you know, Simone would just not apply herself. She would just flake out. She would just just always late. Like she's good and she's on when she wants to be, but she's impulsive. She's, you know, unfocused. She's distracted. She is like all these things, right? And I just accepted it like gospel truth about myself because often the people who echoed these messages 
the most were the people who were closest to me, right? Family, very close friends who just kind of thought that it was a given that I was just perpetually not living up to my potential. And more importantly, what stung even more than that was that everybody seemed to think that I, it was just like, like a personality defect, like a character flaw. Like I just wasn't trying hard enough. Like I didn't care hard enough. And I have been told over and over again, it was incredibly painful in my life. You are just so irresponsible. You are so selfish. You, you know that normal people don't act like you. They don't think like you. This is not how normal people do. And people have literally <laughs> said that to me so many times. And it created so much shame, so much wounding in me. And I knew that, well, I was going to say I knew that I was a good person, but I'm not sure that I knew I was a good person back then because of these messages that were reinforced to me that as if somehow I'm like going out of my way to make life difficult for everybody else, just because I'm choosing to be irresponsible, I'm choosing to be impulsive, I'm choosing to be whatever, et cetera, et cetera, right? And so again, I really internalized these. I thought I was a bad person and that I thought it was almost like a curse that I was born with this gifted brain, but but not with a good enough personality to really be able to make use of them. And as I'm telling the story right now, I'm it's almost bringing tears to my eyes because it, it this wound, it feels it's so fresh even now, like it, it really stings. It's very, very hurtful. It's very, very difficult. And all of this started to turn around when I started to look into really like how to thrive in life with ADHD. And I started to read books about, um, I remember the first bit of uh, work that I really dove into was reading books by, I think there's a guy called Dr. Edward Hallowell. I don't want to call him like a guy called, he's like a very preeminent like expert and medical doctor, uh, wonderful, um, <laughs> you know, leading figure in the field. And I read his books and he has wonderful books about ADHD and he, he himself has ADHD and he talks so much about how it can be an asset and we shouldn't, you know, be shamed over it. And he's, he offers a lot of empowerment and very actionable, pragmatic, down to earth tips and strategies for making life work with ADHD and supporting the people in your life with ADHD. So I remember finding his books and really delving into them and feeling like I wasn't broken for the first time in my life that maybe the way I was built is not wrong and defective for the first time in my life. And I started to have hope that maybe I had something special to offer the world, not in spite of my ADHD, but because of it. And I remember I hired a coach to help me, who was trained by Dr. Edward Hallowell, to help me like with life <laughs> and help me to understand my own brain and to operate better, but with not from a place of shaming the way that I was. And I remember that was very new to me and that changed my life. And from that place, I began like even more of a journey of really trying to understand the way I am and affirm the way I am and love the way I am and to start to build that self-trust that never got built when I was growing up because everybody around me told me, you're different, you're weird, you you shouldn't be like this, you're too much, you da-da-da-da-da. And I'm fast forwarding really rapidly, but over the past, I don't know, I think five years or so, I have 
really built that relationship with myself from scratch with the help of lots of mentors, with the help of experts like Dr. Edward Hallowell. I think that's his name. (laughs) And today I am so proud to say that I love and treasure myself so much. I don't think of myself as being defective. I don't think of myself as being less than, and I don't think of myself as having a personality flaw, even when the way my brain is makes life difficult or makes certain things that are normal and easy for others difficult for me. And I now have, you know, learned how to give myself a lot of support. And even when things kind of fall apart sometimes or things don't get done and trouble happens, I have learned how to be so gracious with myself. And most importantly, I have learned how to mine my own brain for the unique gifts that I have, right? Everything nice that people tell me about my business and my coaching and my teachings, like all of my creativity and all of the the gifts that I have to offer the world through my business, through my podcast, through through my writing, all of it, 100%, it is because of my ADHD brain. And so how can I not love and thank my brain so much? And how can I not thank God for giving me the exact brain that I have? And so that's a very, very short version of the story of my life and my my brain with ADHD. I did not get to talk about all the things that all the conditions that often accompany ADHD, it, especially in females, female adults, um, such as anxiety, depression, actually not just adults, but adolescents and children too. But those, maybe that's a, that'll be a different episode, but those are very much present as well. So if you have ADHD and you're, you're struggling with anxiety or depression, know that you are not alone. Know that it all that those things kind of tend to cluster together and know that you deserve support from people who don't see you as defective. You deserve support from people who see that you are not less, that you have something unique to contribute in the world, that you are special in the best way possible, that you are brilliant and you are not wrong and you belong (laughs) and that you are capable of whatever you put your mind to and You don't have to slog through life doing things that aren't interesting, that doing things that you hate, trying to fit in with people whom, around whom you don't feel at home. All of these, I want to say, are possible for you. And I hope that you take steps to, first of all, uh, mend your own relationship to yourself. You can't force other people or control other people or manipulate other people into affirming you and loving you. But that can and should only start from within. You can decide to forgive you. You can decide to love you and to have grace for all the things that are hard for you. You can decide to be your own best friend and advocate. And from that place, you can, you know, learn how to give yourself the support. You can learn how to believe in yourself and take brave action from that belief. So if you know that I'm talking to you, know that I'm on your side. I'm cheering for you. And obviously, if, even if you don't have ADHD, if some other part of what I'm saying resonates with you, I'm on your team too. So this is my personal story for this week. Go team neurodiversity. <laughs> I'm rooting for all of us. We're going to take over the world. And until next week, I hope you have a fantastic time and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. 
Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time. 